The Medallion, Chapter 4 The saw bit down into the wood, sending spurts of sawdust to the floor like amber snow. Blue light fell at Kate's feet and rapid movement caught the corner of her eye. The lizard had opened the shelving door wide and was frantically waving her on. Keeping one eye on the door, Kate moved forward but bumped into the table. The wooden crate slipped toward the edge and Kate wrestled it back into place. There was no green glow and her hand didn't ache. Whatever had been in the box earlier was gone. Corvin's cap pistol lay on top of the raincoat. Billy would steal it if he had the chance. Pulling the box off the table, she hurried back to the shelves. This is your bag? No, this is Corvin's stuff. We need to keep his things safe from Billy and his dad. Can you help me? The lizard nodded and slipped into the cellar. Kate put the crate down in the secret tunnel and the lizard ran back to her and added a small wrench to the box. Don't bother with the tools, Kate whispered. The lizard frowned. My paws are not good for carrying large things, but they can do something that will stop that man from coming in. He extended a long claw toward Kate. I'll stand guard. If he gets through, he will not be here for long. Kate nodded, but she wasn't sure what the lizard was talking about. Running back to the workbench, she tried to see what else might be worth hiding from Billy when the sawing stopped and the door was shoved hard. The beam cracked along its length, allowing the gap to widen another few inches. I think I can pull it off. Mr. Fry's fingers closed around the partially severed beam. He tried to lift it and shook it vigorously, grunting and wrenching at the wood. The bolt was almost out of its metal brackets when the lizard stepped forward, an intense expression on its lean face. Extending a single claw, it raked a thin red line along the back of Mr. Fry's hand. An explosion of curses erupted from beyond the door, and the bleeding hand was yanked back through the crack. More angry words came from outside, and the cellar doors buckled under a heavy blow. The bolt cracked another inch, and the saw dropped into the notch and worked feverishly back and forth. The lizard yanked Kate toward the shelves. My bag! It's still in the dumbwaiter! Kate ran for the far side of the cellar, just as the sawing stopped, and with a loud crack, the bolt broke in two and fell, scraping along the floor as the doors were forced wider. Kate dove into the dumbwaiter shaft and pulled the shutters close, but the hinges were bent and it was all she could do to hold the small doors in place. Through the crack between them, she caught sight of two dark shapes entering the room. One stopped, and Kate heard the rattle of a chain clicking off and on. Too cheap to buy itself a light bulb. We should have bought a flashlight. Can't see a thing in here. The shadows moved closer to Kate's hiding place. The larger of the two figures stumbled and clutched at the table in the center of the room. What's the matter, Pa? Don't feel good. My arm's all numb where I got scratched by that nail, he breathed heavily. Must have been rusty. Kate shifted her weight. A board in the bottom of the dumbwaiter box cracked. Over there, the man whispered. Give me your gun. Kate gripped the wood tighter as a shadow fell across the doors. A crash of metal echoed across the cellar and Billy cried out, It's by the door! The blast of a gun filled the cellar. It's gone outside! Another gunshot sounded just outside the cellar and the voices faded away. Kate waited in the musty silence. The lizard had lived up to its promise and had saved her by leading Billy and his father away from her hiding spot. Kneeling amidst the broken boards, she peered over the lip of the shaft and cautiously opened the dumbwaiter doors. As she stood, a pale green light lit up the shaft. A glowing star-shaped disc on a silver chain lay half-buried in the sand at her feet. Kate pulled the chain free and held the disc in her hand. The glow grew brighter, and a familiar warmth flowed up her arm and through her body. Kate searched for the memory and found herself lying in a dark pool with Corvin holding this green light above her and shouting for help. It was in the mine, and that's when Corvin's father had rescued them. 
other faint memories of holding this green glow tugged at the edges of her mind. What else had Corvin not told her? The cellar doors creaked, and Kate shoved the disc into her back pocket to hide its light. The soft pad of feet approached the lift. A long nose appeared in the broken door of the dumbwaiter. Quick, Kate, they will be coming back soon. I am not the best at making false tracks in the snow. Kate climbed out of the shaft and dragged out her duffel bag. The lizard held up a long claw with a satisfied grin. At least a bigger one will not be able to follow my tracks very fast. Kate looked at the claw, puzzled, and the lizard shrugged. I only gave him a small bit, not enough to kill him. The lizard turned toward the wall of shelves and used both paws to feel along the underside of one of the planks. The section of shelving moved, and the creature eased the door open and let her pass through. The blue light from the globe ebbed around them as Kate set her duffel bag on the ground. Now what do we do? We must find the Corvan. But he's working at the mine all weekend. Then we must go to him. There is trouble in the core. What kind of trouble? Another cave-in? Is the core a new shaft at the mine? The lizard gave her a sideways glance. It will be best if we wait until we find the Corvan before we... The lizard jumped to the door. A vehicle was approaching, its lights cutting across the cellar's open doors. The motor stopped, a door slammed, and boots crunched in the snow. The beam of a flashlight played over the cellar floor from outside, and a man's voice called out. Kate pushed the lizard to one side and pulled the shelves shut, hiding the entrance to the tunnel. That's not Corvin, she whispered. They stood and listened to the muffled sounds of voices moving about in the cellar. We'll have to wait until they leave, Kate said. Not to worry, the lizard pointed down into the gloom. I have cut an entry into the labyrinth, but we must hurry. His time is running out. If we do not reach him soon, he will most certainly die.'